Hi, I'm Joshua. Hi, I'm Talia. And welcome to our podcast, The Uncommon Census, where we discuss the nature of knowledge and on how we know what we claim to know. Welcome to the continuation of our special series, where we just kind of talk about education in general and to share our thoughts about, you know, what we have experienced so far um, in our 20 years <laughs> of life. And, you know, uh, in today's episode, we'll, kind of, we'll discuss about um, our uni application and the journey that we went through. So, um, Talia, um, what, what, uh, what kind of schools did you apply for when you were trying to um, look for unis? Oh, okay. So two years ago, I applied to universities in Hong one university in Hong Kong, uh, five universities in UK through the UCAS system, two universities in Canada, and I think seven or eight universities in the US. So I was applying through basically a lot of the popular choices of going to a university and okay it was a it was a hectic experience I can share more about that but yeah Joshua what about you um so for me I applied to several local unis in Hong Kong including HKU, CUHK, Poly and also UST and I also applied to mm-hmm. um I applied to some UK universities um one in Ireland and uh, also for Canadian universities. And yeah, I think that's it. And I can, you know, it's it's certainly like a huge, um, you know, mm. uh, universities across a huge uh, variety of locations and across different subjects. So, you know, I'm excited to share my views on them. Also, like, I guess also to kind of, you know, reflect on what I've learned throughout this journey. So, yeah, um, yeah let's start talking about, you know, the you know, applying to university, it's definitely a very intimidating and hectic task. So did you find the process really overwhelming? Or do you think, you know, the support we received from schools and from our family is really sufficient to guide us through the mm-hmm. process? So how did you feel when you were, like, applying for universities? Oh, yeah, it was a hectic experience, like what I just talked about. Like, because the main thing, why it's hectic is because I procrastinate. I procrastinate so much. I wait the application till the last minute. And I just not be writing those personal statements. And like, I wait till the last minute. So that's something you shouldn't do, honestly (laughs) speaking. But it's, (laughs) it's a learning process. Like, I think in university, I definitely learned time management way better than before. But then yeah it's basically you procrastinate it and like you because you don't want to face it you don't want to face the fact that you're going to university very soon and um I always say that my friends actually supported me so much like with all the personal statements I remember like I used to share my personal statements where especially the ones in the U.S. universities where talk about my personal trauma to my friends and let them edit it for me (laughs) I was at school that may help like we have a university guidance center and like yeah I mean they're really nice and like they definitely help you give you very nice advices on what you should change how you should present yourself and um I didn't have any like external help because I know some Mm. people they do like yeah they have personal essay editors or like they they go through that process but no it's just in school service and with friends and like it was very hectic because when I was choosing my subject I definitely had some things like my parents tried to convince me to apply for what 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 and even now you know they 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 still made me feel like kind of regretful for some of the choices that I did oh but yeah that trauma (laughs) part that 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 experience family trauma (laughs) it was uh, I know I talked about this last episode I love you mom but then you hurt me (laughs) oh no honestly I kind of get her now because I Mm. I, in an Asian child perspective I I, I, I'm kind of selfish I'm not going to lie (laughs) but yeah Joshua what about you how's your Mm. like application journey like 
Honestly, like I could say what you've said does also apply to me. I completely agree with what you say.、Um, I、yeah. will definitely say that I procrastinate a lot, especially as you said, like in the you know preparation for personal statements,、uh, preparation for interviews. I definitely you know、mm. try to track until the last minute because I guess it's especially difficult to start applying to university when you're still in secondary school because you really have to balance、mm. between really.、Um, Accumulating experiences and qualifications needed for you to be、um, attractive to universities. At the same、mm. time, also balancing your grades, your tests, and also like your different aspect of secondary school life. So I would definitely say that you know, to those who feel overwhelmed or like helpless during the last few years of secondary school, I just want to say it's really normal. I know a lot of people say that, but、mm. that's actually really true because that's how I felt when you know when I was in IB as well. So, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people share my experience,、uh, as、yeah. you know, Talia would also probably say. <laughs> and yeah,、uh, definitely, there's、um, I receive a lot of support、uh, from my peers and my family as well.、Uh, <laughs> I guess you can say that you know because we're sharing personal statements to you know, cross check and to like prepare <laughs> each other. I guess、yeah. even though we didn't really receive like personal,、um, you know, help from like external institutes. I guess you、mm. could say our friends are our like personal statement. Yeah, checkers, and like, it's free. Exactly, they work tirelessly <laughs> for us without、yeah. getting paid. And you know, I it's, guess it's, that's yeah. Yeah, it's honestly free. A service and for a reader, it's also top tier、mm. entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's like you know this this process of learning from each other, and you know,、yeah. I guess also built on that kind of like camaraderie. Camaraderie. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, my English. Yeah, but this like kind of I guess like friendship and you know peer support.、Yeah. I think that that's really honestly, a、mm. yeah. Like do that for TOK essays. Do that for. Yeah. No, yes. Yes. I, maybe not IOS, but I definitely okay essays.、Right? To be honest, like, I think I we should have do, done that for IOS. I think you brought a really good.、Oh, yeah, we, we should have done that. Yeah. yeah, we should have done that. We should have colluded. Like, yeah, but I guess no, we didn't don't do that.、Enough. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't do that, but, yeah. No, no, don't don't like you know copy、Please. off each other, but learn from each other. Create something you know new and、mm. special. Out of you know communicating and yeah, yeah help, helps from friends, and also、um, yeah, I would say even though you know my family supported a lot of my decisions and they also like、um, they really looked out for me and you know I love you mom I love you dad for <laughs> supporting me in the last few years of secondary school. But I have to say I also agree with Telia in terms of the kind of parental pressure <laughs> they you know that really. <laughs> Comes around during this process, and I guess that's like really inescapable for Asian households, since there's this special like, I guess, emphasis on going to good schools and you know really going, uh, really preparing yourself for a you know quote unquote good future. So、mm-hmm. I would say like because of that, throughout my like university application process, even though like um there is like. I was able to, you know, choose my own schools. They, you know, they didn't choose my schools for me. I would say,、um, a large part of my decisions to choose certain schools are built on, you know, their expectations of me and also like what they consider to be,、mm. I guess, traditionally good schools to go to, rather than you know,、um, looking at schools that really suits my learning needs. But yeah, I guess we can really, you know, we can we can talk more about that when we really go through the application process. So, yeah, let's start talking about it. So, you know,、yeah. let's start with preparation. So, how did you prepare for your, you know,、um, university application? Did you like,、um, you know,、uh, look for extra experience? Did you like look for ways to pop up your grades? Did you? How did you research different university? Can you like kind of guide us、mm-hmm. through the process? Whoa. Okay. So, <laughs> honestly speaking,、um, I might not be the, you know, just statistically speaking,、uh, my、yeah. university application is not the most successful. I'm not going to lie. So,、uh, I may, I'm. I think I will just break it down to like、uh, Hong Kong, UK, Canada, US schools.、Mm. And I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm gonna humiliate myself. <laughs> no. Myself. You go into top unis. Don't say that you're a top well, student.、Okay. You should share your tips, not like yeah, yeah. sure. So, 
<laughs> I think um, so. First of all, definitely like researching the university, and mm. honestly, uh, for Hong Kong University at that point, I was pretty much I I really want to do something related to computer mm. science, math, or physics stuff like that. So there's one university in Hong Kong that it's pretty prestigious for the science programs and technology programs, which is. Hong Kong University of Science and Technology and that is the school I went to and that is the school that I, the only Hong Kong school that I applied to I'm enrolled in this program where we have an engineering degree and also a business school degree which I actually didn't know about this at all it was my UGC guidance um, teacher who kind of introduced me I was like you can give it a try I was like oh okay like I didn't even know so from here you can see I didn't research that well to the universities that I'm applying to and for UK universities in the research process I was really just going off some schools that are like prestigious and like also they have better programs um in in just you know CS computer science and me in general Mm -hmm. and I was really looking at interdisciplinary majors for oh. all of my schools, basically. Yeah, that's so, kind so, of something I wanted. So, so you kind of look at your interest, could I say that, like when you're looking for, you know, choosing universities you want to apply to. So because, you know, you look at, uh, you really enjoy computer science and you really want to look for a school that's more, I guess, like research orientated and also like, um, I guess have a better like computer science program. That's why you choose like UST, which is like University of Science and Techno- Technology as your school of um, choice. Yeah. Could, I, could you say that? Could, yeah, could we say that? Yeah, honestly, I was uh, for sure looking at schools that matches my interest at that time the, the, my, mm-hmm. the, the interest that I thought that I really had um, um, and also I was really looking for interdisciplinary programs so I'm mm-hmm. um, in UK I applied for computer science and uh, psychology in St Andrews and oh. I think yeah they accepted me and then Edinburgh also accepted me for computer mm-hmm. science and then I also applied for computer science and philosophy in Oxford because at that point I was really looking at interdisciplinary pro- projects because I was just mm. like, oh my God, my university life, I'm just going to do math. Like I, I'm going to cry. Like, I'm just going to code. I think I'll cry. I think I should mm-hmm. definitely prepare something else. So at that point, I was already thinking that it's going to be very sad life if I just program. And in Canada, like it was just too universities which were kind of like my safety more safety choice because not gonna like Canada's IB requirements are much lower than in UK and Hong Kong schools and for US schools I really just um or US schools that they research quite a lot and also my UGC guidance uh teacher also recommended me some of the schools that I should give it a shot and um, yeah, U.S. is also like th- there is one school that you know I was like, oh my god, this environment looks so cool. Like I can picture myself being here. They have so many cool programs, uh, student societies, like stuff. Um, but then uh, th- definitely I do take into like, like is this school a prestigious institution for mm-hmm. count? Because like, yeah, especially for U.K., Canada, U.S. Like if you're applying to a school that you know it's not really well recognized then you will feel like i'm paying so much money for this my parents <laughs> are paying so much money for me like i'm going to and i'm going to school where it's not like you know stereotypically a nice school that will get me to a nice job like oh there's there's just no point to apply to them and I think that is the reality. That is the fact. Unless you're like really rich and you don't need to care, then like, okay, you can just go to a school that you genuinely vibe with. But honestly, a lot of the good schools, I think they they definitely have more resources. I think not necessarily, but definitely they have more money and more funding. So yeah, that was just kind of my general thought when I was researching mm. about it. And applying for them, it's like Hong Kong, you know what it's like. It's more grade-oriented, but you also have to write personal statements. Mm-hmm. A UK is one personal statement for, you know, five universities. And uh, US is one general 
essay and then you have to write separate essays for separate schools they have their own requirements but like we can talk more about this in detail yeah so would you say that you know what you mentioned a lot about how you know um both your interest and also like you know how prestigious the school is or like you know those other i guess like parameters also uh, it's it's also very important to your decision in choosing different unis. So I want to ask, um, is interest more important to you when you're choosing a university, or is like how, I guess how prestigious the school is more important to you, in that decision? I think a lot of the prestigious schools offer this subject that I'm interested in. So that there's really no conflict in in that. But ah, uh, yeah, so. that's great, and you know exactly, and that's to us. You know what I meant was, um, if you know if you have a school that's you know perhaps not that prestigious, but you know other there are other you know qu qualities are really suited. For example, you know a really great learning environment, or they have like, um, you know that the curriculum really suits your needs. Versus a school that's you know considered good or prestigious, which one would you choose if you have to choose one? <laughs> um, which one would you choose? <laughs> Honestly, like, um, as much as, as I would, you know, really want a school that really suits my need and prepare me for my future, I think, um, you know, and parental pressure as well as, like, this kind of, you know, societal need to, like, really have a good resume and have a good, you know, name of good school on it. I think that mm. will push me more towards the prestigious school. Yeah. But definitely I will have, you know, the other school with the really good qualities also as my, like, I guess... Not to make it sound bad, but like insurance school. So even though if I didn't get into like a, you know, really yeah, prestigious school, happy. I could like go to a school where I could really learn and prepare myself for the future. So yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I feel like if it's a very prestigious school, then I might as well just choose that because like, I, I don't know, like there's, there's so much more you have to consider outside of your interests, like to be able to you know, work in or study in a field that you're interested in is certainly a privilege. But like, yeah, I feel like it will definitely... And also scholarships. If they give me scholarships or not, that's definitely also a factor that I would decide on. So, mm. yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe we can just break it down to, you know, universities from, you know, different places. Uh, maybe mm. we can start with Hong Kong first. So let's just talk more in detail about our application to Hong Kong universities. Sure, so, sure. Yeah. yeah, Joshua, you applied to a lot more Hong Kong universities. So like, how is that experience like for you? Um, I think for Hong Kong University, honestly, I think they care more about, you know, ha you know, you having good grades. And I think that's reasonable mm. because uh, yeah. after all, um, great is the most um, um, objective way of showing that you have the knowledge and you really, you know, mm -hmm. have the capacity to learn at the university level. So, like, yeah, I think uh, in Hong so if you really want, you know, to get into a, a good Hong Kong university, I think just get your grades up and have a reasonable personal statement and interview skills. I think that would be sufficient for you to get into, you know, most of the universities. And I still remember, like, um, because my predicted grade wasn't that bad, I would say it's mm. okay, yeah. average, I guess. So, like, <laughs> very good. No, it's not. It's at least it's like reasonable. So, like, uh, I I received like a lot of my uh, conditional offers um even before mm -hmm. I take my examination, and most of them actually yeah. replied to me. But I would say one ex one exception would be like I guess for Hong Kong University because, um, I know some of their program um is rather special in the sense that um they um. They, I, I, they, I think, I guess they look more, a little more than just grades. They kind of look also look for experience, and they have this really weird thing where they do this mm. like, how much you prioritize each subject. They kind of rank them accordingly, mm. and okay. I guess because for some of the more like competitive subjects, I ranked them rather low. I didn't get accepted for them, which was I think I applied for like a science and education dual degree. And I didn't get accepted for mm. it. That has to do with like how I prioritize for each. So, um, you know, I think so. You know, in conclusion, I think 
as a general rule, I think Hong Kong universities look more on grades. So like if you ha- your grades are okay, I think you'll be fine. But um, definitely I would say, you know, uh, research each university because they each have their own like requirements. Also like their kind of way of selecting candidates. So um, would you say your yeah. experience at USC is similar or like, yeah, you can share more about it because I, I think you apply, right. you apply double major. So, you know, it's a very competitive yeah, yeah, yeah. degree. So how do you get in or like, how do you prepare for that? Oh, honestly, uh, I want to say this is a fantastic program. First of all, mm. it is really, really cool. Like it, we have so much opportunities from this program and we we have like a personal statement and then we have an interview so honestly just be the best of yourself and like it's just the um person that interviewed me is the coordinator um, of the program and like she's a fabulous person she's a fabulous professor and like basically uh we talked about like the extracurricular activities that i wrote in my personal statement and what i did and yeah i would say I was really proud of myself in terms of the extracurriculars, even though, uh, objectively speaking, my grades were really good <laughs> at that point. But but then I I I don't want to you know just restrict myself to someone with like a pretty good grade. Like I want to, you know, have my own personality like through my extracurricular activities. So that is something I definitely talked a lot about in my interview, and I kind of you know elaborated why mm. I did what I did and like also yeah I think you you the interviews is kind of chill for uh, for the interviews that I did like even the U.S. universities they're all pretty chill so mm. I don't I I've never had a practice interview session I I think I had with a my like our uh, university guidance counselor but um it was I think it was pretty helpful but then we, I didn't like over prepare it. I know some med school applicants were, you know, trying really hard. They're staying after school to prepare for it because mm. that interview process is more crazy and rigorous. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, what about UK universities, Joshua? Like, what are some of the universities mm. that you applied, and like, what do you think they care about in your application? So, like, yeah, I think we can talk about like how is the application system like and like how we approached it yeah okay so for UK universities um it's they use this thing called the UCAS which is a centralized computer system where they um they kind of uh helps you to send all the required information to the universities mm-hmm. that you're interested in and my application even though I'm not really um applying to like super top schools but because I was applying for medicine so they're it's part of the early round um early round mm-hmm. I guess like the, the um decision so like I have yeah, to yeah. file in my application really early and for the I, I guess like uh the pro- the process is pretty similar to the one in Hong Kong so like you also have to hand in your personal statement and because from I'm doing like I'm applying for medicine so they actually have another requirement which is for me to um attend uh two examinations was you can once be mat and they you know they're uh you don't have to take both of them but like they they uh there are different requirements for different universities so you have to research about that and mm-hmm. you know i would definitely say you know a tip would be to really research the different um unis and because like um uh, and to really research the difference, like the examination and like B-man, you can really practice for it. But I didn't really do that because that's yeah. why like I felt really overwhelmed when like I realized there's so much stuff I have to do. So I, mm. I guess when you're trying to apply for UK universities, um, research is really important. And yeah. also I would definitely say that they put more emphasis on the um, personal statement and interview mm. because... There are many cases where you could get like top grades, but because you didn't perform as well in interviews or personal statements, you didn't really get the spot. And yeah, and since UK is like a traditionally um, a place where like traditionally like a lot of good schools are located. So you have to be prepared for a massive competition from all around the world as an international applicant for those that, you know, are in Mm -hmm. Hong Kong. So 
I, I would say that you know the the process is more vigorous, but I think you know with sufficient preparation, you know you can really master it. Yeah. So yeah, so, yeah. Would you say your experience is the same? I, I know that you also applied for. Uh, UK unis, yeah. and, you know, of which yeah. includes some of the really, really prestigious and top uh, <laughs> choices out there. Right. So, would you okay. say like the process is similar, or is it, is it you know more difficult or easy to you? Huh. Okay. I um, my experience is extremely similar because mm. like also okay. So basically, in UCAS, you submit one personal statement to all of the schools. All of the you can only apply for five schools. Mm. and oxford cambridge you can only apply one of them so yeah that that that's something you should be uh aware of in hong kong it's just for in, for non-jupus applications or non-local applications uh, examinations then you apply um one for each school yeah so that's like just to state out the, the difference and stuff mm. so yeah, basically, I was also part of the early round because if you apply for Oxbridge, then you are also part of the early round and you have like exams, you have interviews. Mm. Um, okay, so the top schools that I applied to UK all rejected me. It's <laughs> oh. not bad because that's kind of implying Edinburgh and St. Andrews is not top, but they are really, really nice schools. Like, really nice schools, okay? Like, but yeah, my top three choices, maybe I would just put it that way. My top three choices, they kind of just rejected me, which um, kind of, yeah, that is the result. And like in my personal statement writing, like because you're applying one, which applies to all of the schools, then you have to make sure like what you write in the personal statement is going to be like, it has to touch upon every single subject that you're applying. So you shouldn't really go for like, one school with CS, the other school with like completely different subject. So because I was applying for programs in CS only, and then CS plus philosophy and computer science plus psychology. So it was I've there's like three subjects that I have to kind of briefly touch upon. So I have to talk about that. So most of them are also from like you know my extracurriculars and like programs that I joined um, in in spring or like summer winter stuff like that so it was personal they i, I think you, you just kind of have to talk a little bit more about you know what you did or like any extra readings that you've done through the summer so i also completely agree with the exams just spend time on that thing because um in oxford i have to do an exam called math test just like math amplitude yeah. uh okay like <laughs> i feel like i should know i sh at that point it was all, all already a really big flag where i i i do not really enjoy doing the computer science questions because i don't understand why the hours oh. i'd rather do the math part because that test there's like some questions for math students some questions for computer science applicants and i was like oh i want to do the math questions but not the computer science questions because i don't know how like this recursion thing works at all like i i'm so confused by that question so at that point i should probably know and so, there are people who re prepares for this like one or two years you know before mm. the actual exam or like at least start from the summer holiday so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just did not. I just did not. Really oh. Much. Oh my gosh. Same for me for oh, BMAT oh, no. and like UCAT because like yeah. I know people who are like really determined to do medicine. They start like yeah. really early on, maybe at least yeah. like one year before the examination yeah. to kind of prepare for it. And for me, it was more like not that I don't care. It's because I'm clueless. I don't even know mm. like um you know, the, the requirements you have to do for medicine. And honestly, it wasn't until like right before the application so I actually decided to do you know, medicine, which is not a good sign. So yeah, like, yeah. I I uh, I start off really late. And I guess for my UK results, it was average. It was okay. Mm -hmm. But then like, I could definitely like do a lot better if had I like, you know, oh, yeah, we can talk about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. how know, would like, you improve? Yeah, how would you improve your application now? Oh, definitely 
preparation 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 <laughs> like totally yeah. especially for those that as you mentioned like requires a um examination to get in i think they really mm-hmm. since they they put this like requirement specifically for this university or this subject they're taking so i think you know they they would really emphasize on that and really focus on that so yeah. i think you know it's definitely worth trying to excel in that examination to help your application yeah. along and exactly. um but I also say I will also say that don't treat that you know that thing as like a barrier or like mm-hmm. a useless um, you know resistance for you to to prevent you from going to that university. And yeah. as Natalia, you've mentioned, you know these kind of exams actually you know kind of help you to see if you're suitable for mm. you know uh, the That's university true. or indeed the subject you're taking. Because um, I guess if you don't like if you don't like even studying for this you know. Ex- like entry yeah. requirement or entry oh like gosh, examination yeah. you wouldn't enjoy your four yeah. years or three years in that university it's gonna be hell for well you said. so like oh I gosh, guess you yeah. know it's a way to kind of also cho- it's a way for them to choose applicants but also a way for them for applicants to see if mm. they sh- would really choose the school as their you know uh, place uh, they would like to study so yeah. yeah oh my gosh totally agree with you like yeah at that point with all of these stuff I, I would just be like okay once again, university, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to conquer all of these challenges. <laughs> and yes. that's not really the case, you know. Like, it, it, life does not work that way. And oh my that gosh, is so true, yeah. So just, uh, yeah, this is just something that I'm reflecting back. Like, this is, it's really nice if you know what you want. That, that mm. it's some, some people don't know that. Like, maybe even in their, like, 30s or something. And it's fine. Like, it's, it's okay for you to not know what you want at this point yet and you have to you have to go through challenges you have to know that this maybe doesn't really work for you um in order to you know arrive at like something that you're truly interested in so like honestly those are really really nice points just yeah it's it's and and also if, if you realize that oh my god i think i don't have time to prepare like no there's never too late to prepare for anything oh my gosh yeah agree because like i know this may feel like you know it's you know that's it like if you can't go to your dream uni if you can't get your dream subject Mm. you're done for but i just want to say that statistically there is like more and more people who's entering university at like age 30 age 40 Mm. age 50 and you know being a student is really like a lifelong experience a lifelong thing and you get opportunities (laughs) you know for the rest of your life so just to say if you i know this sounds so cheesy but it's i think it's really true like even though if you don't get what you really want there's always time for you to achieve that and yeah i think don't think of it as you know settling or like really you know you ruined your life for you know the rest of your yeah. remaining years <laughs> but i think just think of it as like a stepping stone or like a a, a kind of like experience for you to really understand where are your strengths where are your interests and you know ultimately um lead you to the, hopefully the kind of like life you want to lead or a career you mm, want and yeah. uh, I just want to go back to this quote that I think I heard before like if you know the door doesn't open maybe that door isn't meant for you and mm. you know you can definitely try out more opportunities and to gain more experience before actually choosing what you want because mm. I guess this is just that's this that's just a ridiculous thing about our education system. We're asking, you know, 18-year-olds, mm. 17-year-olds, yeah. you know, people who doesn't really have a concept of like, you know, of life, uh, yeah, of life in general to, <laughs> you know, to make this big decision to go into an institute. And where society really, you know, judges you or like sees yeah. you as a person based on the subject or school you go you go to. But I think that, you know, um what's you know what should uh, how we should approach this instead should be really just looking at university as also like an experience or as like a um opportunity for you to discover yourself rather than a path already kind of like cemented and kind of you know um reflect what your ultimate choice is so yeah that's just my overall thoughts on like the university process yeah i absolutely agree and like even if it's a school that you think, oh, no, I have no chance to get in. Like, it's 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 nice to just give it a try, you know? Like, if you have never tried, your your chance is zero. Like, absolutely zero. But if you tried, maybe, 
yeah, you see, it maybe got a chance and stuff like that. And also, yeah, totally agree with this point where, you know, I would say education is it's important. I think do get it if you can. Like, do go to university if you can. It's a great way to, you know, make yourself better and contribute to the society. It's one of the easiest ways to do that. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie, right? Like, it's it, it, education, like, learning is one of the easiest things. And when just now you mentioned that student being a student is a lifelong thing, I was like, oh crap, that sounds so depressing. I'm going to learn for the rest of my life. <laughs> and that's a problem, like, right? Like, yeah, university is made became like a very depressing thing yeah, because it it's made be. out to be this yeah exactly it's made out to be this like um you know this kind of ticket for you to gain to compete to get mm. in order for you to be accepted in all of like job openings or to be accepted in un- society as a whole but i don't think it should be that way and i think for more like i guess more modern um mindset or way of thinking they're trying to move away from this you know um mindset where oh university is a very elitist institution where it's Mm. it guarantees you a spot in the job market but rather they're moving more towards university as being an experience and that's why they really kind of you know in recent years promote um university societies university clubs Mm. university life you know socials because they're trying to make university as a place where you explore rather than a place where you have to really just to um to hold your nose and bear through it for you to eventually get to your destination because it should be you you should enjoy the journey itself and not you know treat it as a barrier to overcome true yeah i think that that is like a very refreshing you know look Mm. on university life in general and i completely agree with the fact that you know at most people enter school at 18 years old especially in asia like in china like just or chinese culture in general because um like my mom is um she is right now doing still preparing for exams because she wants to make herself better and there's no no problem with that but she feels so much pressure because everyone who's taking the exam is like our age or a little bit slightly older Uh than us and of course, that's very depressing. So I asked my mom, like, back then, 20 years ago, when you went to the UK to pursue your master's degree, like, mm. what what's your observation on the group of people that were with you? Are they all, like, 20-something fresh undergrads? Or are they some of them that has already been in the workforce, came back for a master's degree? And she's like, oh, yeah, that's true. Like, there's a lot more range of people of different ages i think in um in possibly like the western society that encourages them to come back and like study and stuff and of course i think it's just it's not even a problem with education fees it's just a mindset problem because in hong kong i think university education can be quite affordable and i'm not really sure how the scholarship system works but there are plenty of scholarships available for people i hope i'm not coming from a place of like ignorance you know that mm. it's actually not accessible to, to any everyone but i i feel like it is there is definitely quite a lot of support i do think there should be more but then mm. you know it's so i'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't wanted to pursue an extra step but then they didn't because they think they're too old for that but Honestly speaking, I think there's there's so much possibilities and there's a wide range of people. And I think actually in Hong Kong as well in USD, we have this group called <clears throat> USD Space where students leave reviews. And I did see people leaving reviews like saying that they have classmates that are like just went to work and then came back to school again. <clears throat> and I think it's great to see that diversity. It's not really a cultural thing but really at age and experience wise diversity i think that is really important and some of sometimes it's really just restrictions that you set on yourself honestly and yeah i would say like university it can be a great place for you to learn because it has i would say has a lot of opportunities in the real world so i just strongly recommend people to apply to universities if it's accessible to you and um if you want to go Honestly, if you think mm. that's going to help you in a career, 
then go. But if you're you know what you want to do, if you are a high school grad student, you know you want to do a startup. You already have a startup. You you already know people have connections. Then is that university degree meaningful to you? Uh, I recommend yeah. you to go to university and take a break. <laughs> Stay in school, but kids. No but yeah, but honestly, if you if you know what you want to do already, and you you have the financial capability to do that, then I support you to just do your own thing. Not gonna lie. So, okay, maybe we talk yeah. about Canadian schools, or do you have anything to add before that? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I- Yeah, I just want to like just to add a pa- passing note, and is that um, mm. as you mentioned, university is not the only path. Like mm. a lot of people actually choose gap years, deferrals, or even you know choosing to uh to find a job right after uh secondary school, or high school, instead of choosing universities. And I think they if you know it helps you to get to your ultimate destination or helps you to achieve your goals in life i would definitely say go for it and mm, yeah you know, there are definitely a lot of different paths that allow you to gain the experience and insight that university won't give you because after all even though university is, is an institute where they're able to pass you know a higher education to you um ultimately it's it does not replace like i guess real life society experiences or like it's not it does not replace um You know, uh, people you meet in your workplace or in you know in uh in your surroundings. So mm. I would you know definitely say that um treat university as an option, but not the only option. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like you know us as a channel, we we are we are like I I feel like you know our podcast and the Apple Podcast. I <laughs> I put it in the education category. <laughs> so yeah. I think yeah, it is related to education, and there's just this. You know this very contradicting thought that I have is like, I strongly feel like our channel we recommend people to uh, uh, go for a better education, go for higher education, to to better yourself through education, to empower yourself through that because we ourselves are kind of empowered by the knowledge that we 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 learned from schools. But there's one hand that I really want to recommend, but there's another hand where you see a lot of university graduates. And not all, but like there is a portion of them where they don't know what they learned in university at all. They they the four years they spent is just a waste of time. So yeah, it was a very contradicting point, which I feel like I think I completely agree with you. Like it's about the experience. It's what you define your university experience. But like mm-hmm. if you're someone that doesn't really value that or doesn't give it a value, then like should you just <laughs> go and just, um, yeah, just go and go into society and work. But I guess you need that degree or something, mm. which is which is the opposite point of a true education, I would say. But I don't know. I don't know about this. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> before our uh, conversation gets too uh, depressing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess we can move on to like talking about Canadian yeah, universities, Canada. and yeah. you know, by extension, you can also share insight on uh, U.S. universities because I mm. think the process is pretty similar. Maybe I don't know. You can okay. share more about yeah, we that. talk about yeah. Canadian and, first. Yeah, and I think you know, uh, speaking of like universities not being the ultimate route, I think this kind of idea is especially um, strong. Uh, mm. in uh, you know, it's this message especially emphasized um in um, North American university as ex- mm. as opposed to like UK or like Hong Kong universities. Mm. I guess especially since they don't really some universities does not allow you to declare like to to apply for a major in the yeah. application process, and mm. by extension, some university um yeah. nearly all of the universities oh, yeah. does not offer direct intake to professional degrees such as like law or medicine instead it kind of you know forces you to do four years of university before actually choosing a professional degree you want to pursue so (laughs) so, you know there's definitely both sides of the argument both sides of the argument of you know is it good Mm -hmm. or is it bad but i guess we can talk more about that when we talk about you know university life itself and uh, yes but like you know for now i think we can start with talking about 
how do you apply? So, you know, yes. tell you, like, um, you applied for Waterloo University, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, and also Toronto. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, you know, how, how was your uh, experience? Uh, I think you asked for both, right? So you can also share some, like, yeah. tips on how do yeah. you uh, master uh, no. the application process in can- Canada? Honestly, the process is, like, a blur to me now because I don't <laughs> remember too much on, mm. you know, what, what happened, to be honest. But um, I... I remember that was actually a very good point. I the the you you declare professional degrees in law or medicine or even business in your graduate school, not really mm. undergraduate. I mean, you can study like those subjects, uh, subjects related to those in your undergraduate, but you have to for plus a couple of more years and plus a couple more a lot more student debt mm. <laughs> yes but yeah i actually uh i i don't quite remember the canadian university application i think it was you mm. still have to write personal statements but like yeah joshua i think you can elaborate a little bit more mm. on the application sure. system yeah yeah so for uh the uh, for canadian universities um the application process is actually a lot more simple than I would expect, uh, mm. have expected. Um, for most of the universities, they only ask you to provide like you know basic information. And instead of asking you to write a personal statement, they actually, uh, you know, actually that's only for some universities. Some universities ask me to fill out a form. And basically for the form, they ask you really simple questions, like one or two word questions, like uh, no, one or two word, one or two sentence questions, such uh-huh. as um, why do you want to do this degree? Or like, um, if or why do you choose our university? What kind of hobbies do you have? So I guess what they're trying to do is just really trying to look at you as a person or to receive basic information um, about you and your mm-hmm. character rather than, you know, really looking at a whole essay and Mm. i guess other than you know making the application process easier i think it also um it makes the your application more authentic in a sense because Mm. you know an essay you i guess it allows you the opportunity to really you know make stuff up or like kind of you know write really grandized (laughs) um you know things but i guess you know uh if you're answering just really simple questions and really, mm. you know, just one or two word sentences, I guess uh, they're really looking for like the main point or like the, uh, you know, the essence of your application rather than, uh, you know, having all those noises and having all those, mm. you know, uh, yeah. gra- aggrandized language that really cloud your uh, application. Mm. And also, I would also like to comment on the interview process because I also find it to be really refreshing because it was mm. only when I applied to Canadian University that I have my first experience for like a so-called pre-recorded interview or like automated Ooh. interview. So Ooh. like basically for the interview process, there won't be an actual like person who that, that was interviewing you, but rather... Um, they pre-recorded some like um questions or like they pre-recorded oh. some um yeah materials for you and you have to like within a time period you have to watch the um the material or the question and you have to make your own response that they also record and the entire process is like simultaneous and but you can choose what time slots you want to do it mm. and I guess that allows for more flexibility and more com compatibility in terms of you know trying to arrange time in your time schedule and yeah and I also actually find a kind of like it's very it really takes the pressure off because um you don't have to look at the actual person when you're trying to deliver your message but rather you try to be at ease and really just think on your feet and to really um conjure up your answer and I think that makes the process more easier and yeah so Overall, I, I don't really have anything bad to say about the interview process in um, in Canada because I think it was actually a very simple process. And yeah, and I, I guess um, they don't, the, uh, the yeah. universities also don't have this pressure to really um, 
to really choose applicants really uh, competitively or selectively because okay. since you're not really applying for a professional degree anyway so you know they're they're not looking for a perfect candidate but rather they're looking for a person who shows potential to really excel in mm. the uh university environment yeah so that was my oh. uh yeah ex- my experience and my thoughts and okay. yeah Talia could you share more about you know um your university process in the US is this something similar yeah. or is it different Interested to know because I never applied for US and I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think, oh, that first of all, honestly, like thinking back of your your thoughts on a Canadian mm. university, I think, yeah, definitely in US, it also values more on like your personal potential and stuff, mm. like your, your personality. Which, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> first of all, applying to US gotta be rich you gotta have the money ah uh, yes <laughs> you gotta definitely. do that unless but then uh, you can apply for financial aids as in as international students mm-hmm. but then they're gonna judge you based on that they, they, they still want your money but then there are five universities in the u.s that doesn't judge you on that so you can like just mm-hmm. school them up and but then they're really their acceptance rates are low you have to be superb oh. to get in <laughs> and and the U.S., I definitely think they care so much more about you as a person and your mm-hmm. potential, um, not just in your the field that you're studying, but your potential in terms of contributing to their school environment, their school prestige, mm-hmm. in a sense. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think they, they do care about that, whether your activities they care a lot about your extracurricular like curriculars and personal statements mm-hmm. so if you're applying to the u.s you can you apply through a central system called the common app system and you'll write a common app essay which is 600 something words so it's a central essay for basically will be sent to all of the universities that you're applying to mm. from the common app you can then select the universities you want to apply to and for each of those universities they have their own supplemental essays that they have their own questions. So that's why I was wrote, I wrote so much <laughs> essays for you guys to help me review back then. So, uh-huh. yeah, their questions sometimes are quirky. Like for Stanford, they have write a letter to your future roommate or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? And like, um, yeah, they're just, they're just all sorts of really creative questions. I think University of Chicago has the weirdest questions, not going to lie. So mm. I didn't apply because I was like, I'm not going to waste my brain cells on that, on those on those questions, <laughs> especially school that I don't have really researched on and I don't think I'm going to get in anyway. So it was just, it was a really fun process, not going to lie, for you to write all those essays and you list out all your extracurriculars in the Common App and like your awards and then also your grades or you have SAT scores, you can submit them and stuff like that. So yeah, that's kind of like the application system. But I would say the most important part, possibly, I think that they're all equally important in in terms of it. Like some schools even reveal like how much they weight each factor: your academics, mm. your extracurriculars, personal statement, or recommendation letters. Yeah, you need recommendation letters from like teachers and like professors for like even principals, like anyone they can find. They say friends also fine, but then. Of course, you want someone who is more credible in terms of that. So it, how I view this, honestly, I think because um, personally, yeah, I think the fact that we're doing this podcast makes <laughs> us somewhat a better candidate for U.S. schools and Canadian schools in general. <laughs> yeah, just basically, I yeah. Just, like, yeah, the, 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 it, this podcast shows up our a lot of our value and like we we are creating mm-hmm. something our own because we truly enjoy we truly think it's important and we want to like kind of express our thoughts and hopefully it's going to be heard and reach out to audiences and hopefully they are going to agree or disagree with us we don't care like it's great to have disagreements sometimes it's great yes. to challenge our, our prejudice and like our thoughts and stuff i think it's, it's a fantastic experience but yeah However, for U.S. schools, because it's so, there's no objective factor. Like, it's not just Mm -hmm. on grades. So it makes a lot of, it makes it very hard to judge. Like, you have too many variables in terms of that, right? Like, it's hard to know what, uh, just from an applicant 
perspective what I need to do to get in there's no way to for you to predict mm-hmm. that and that also leads to a lot of you know just people buying their way in or like they have mm. legacies they have cool recommendation letters from people that they perhaps know who works in the institution and stuff like that so there's a lot of those issues happening in U.S. universities and then there's so many scandals we've heard about that in very very prestigious universities and yeah the the, the, the kids that go there like some of them I'm pretty sure they're like really snobby rich kids <laughs> because the, the tuition fee is expensive god and um I, but then I do like the fact that they value as you as a person. And um, so at that point where I don't really know what I want, I think it's actually U.S. schools is actually pretty good because it allows you to explore a lot of your things. But then it's still not very good because like a lot of you, you, need, you should be able to have a theme mm-hmm. in like the things that you're writing about. Like you showcase your passion in certain your personality or like your values in your essays or your extracurriculars and at that point everything that I did was all over the place I have some writing stuff I have some you know math stuff I have some you know music stuff I have this and that like others there's a lot of things and it's it's cool because at that point I'm exploring myself and I'm trying to figure out what I enjoy and I I at that point I like all of them and I I really enjoy doing all of them but then it's just strategically speaking it's not putting me in a very nice place because I think a lot of this I'm not the first person to say this so many of these U university U.S. university YouTube um, videos have mentioned that they're not really university itself is not looking for an all-rounded person but it's looking for some for you with a spike so with something that <clears throat> you are really incredibly good at so then the school campus itself can be all-rounded so yeah you have to have your niche and specialty to stand out but then that doesn't mean that you have to do that there's so many people who are very all-rounded and they manage to you know get in to a school that they really enjoy that they really liked in the united states so yeah, those are some of my thoughts. And like, um, for U.S., I also applied for UC. So, you know, so California universities, they're like a separate system. Just now they were like common app schools. And now you have UC. So California, mm. UC Berkeley, UCLA, UC Irvine, UC Davis, they have their own application system. Same thing, you write personal essays and then you put down your extracurriculars, your awards, your grades, all of that, submit it. So I was so surprised I got into UCLA and because it was nowhere on top of my list. I really just applied because, hey, it, it seems to be cool, a cool school. It's freaking LA next to Beverly Hills. <laughs> but honestly, I didn't, <laughs> I'm not an LA person at all. And I, there's also a school with a nice prestige not going to lie and yeah so do i regret not going okay i'm not gonna regret (laughs) (laughs) i don't have any regrets because oh i also wrote it down here in our in our podcast plan is that yeah i typically don't really have much regrets right now because like i appreciate the decision i made two years ago my younger self Mm -hmm. because i know back then when I was choosing these East universities, I I was, you know, deciding the best for my future self. Mm. Like, I, at that point, I have no information of the future. And at that point, I was really trying to make sure that me right now, my future self back then, it's going to be the best that I can be. So I'm not going to have regrets. I'm not going to judge my younger self. I'm not going to be too harsh on, on her. She's trying her best. So yeah, I want to thank my younger self. Um, yeah, I just that's that's a very beautiful regret. sentiment. <laughs> yeah, this this you know the idea of regrets, like mm-hmm. you know the idea of being sorry for the earlier choices you've made, and yeah. I think it just yeah just have to see things in perspective because nobody have hindsight and nobody mm-hmm. have like you know. Did, nobody have an idea of what the future holds so yeah. you know we're all just working the best we can given the our, the information we have and yeah. also like 
the current uh, situation or like in that in your case like past situation so like <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's just you know people shouldn't have regrets honestly you know mm-hmm. uh and also regrets you know does nothing because you can't change the past you can only change the future so yeah yeah i i i, I really like your mindset in the sense that um, you know uh especially in the context of unique application you know you know we we all try our best during the process and even though if the result isn't exactly what we want don't mm. feel bad don't feel sorry because you know just you have the peace of mind knowing that you tried your best and you know you really try to um achieve your goals however high or far they may be mm. absolutely yeah i think yeah that's kind of our general advice on university applications i guess do you have anything to add you know, I just remembered that also applied to Australian universities. Oh, but like, yeah, yeah, talk it's, about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it it, it it could be a really quick discussion because there's really not much to say because it, the allocation process <laughs> is so easy. I got accepted oh, basically no. right away. And all I had to do was to fill in a form, like just a form. And I didn't even have nice. to explain like, me as a person, me as like a... What my interests are in the subject. I don't need to do any interviews. I just have to say I'm interested in your subjects and your university. And they accepted me. And it was one of the top unis as well. So because I applied for oh. pharmacy in Monash, which was like oh my a, God, yeah. your top one university in the world in terms of QS ranking. Mm. And yeah, I just want to say it, I, I don't understand why the process is so easy. Like, of course, it's oh. a good thing for applicants because you can get into a university pretty easily. But like, yeah, oh my I God, guess I want to talk about it. Yeah. Okay, sure, sure. Talk about it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Honestly, have you read about this thing where in Australia, the international students are ex- really easy to get into their universities because they treat them as like a business model. Like ninety eight percent of them get in because they give yeah. them the money, and some of them they don't English or proficiency wise, they're not even proficient, and they are able to get in because. Mm. Like, they don't give a crap about your studies. Like mm. you, you pay them the tuition. That's kind of I don't want to trash talk too much. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I I agree, and you know this. Uh, it really, um, it in really US ties well. in with what you said for honest. U.S. University. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah in like, the sense that you talked about how like, um, they. You know, it's very easy to profit off of like, mm. you know, people who have huge fundings uh, are willing yeah. to pay huge amounts for their kids or like for applicants to get in, even for like, prestigious universities. But I, I guess it really it's like a double edged sword. Yeah. It can also have its benefits, I guess, because I think it really breaks free of this elitist um kind of impressions that university have that only the people mm. who can you know afford a hu- huge amount uh, afford a quality education can get in i guess like yeah. as the application process made relatively easy i guess like um even for people who did not receive a good education earlier on they're able to go into university based on you know whatever funding they may you know garner mm. through like um having a second job or you know just to uh, receiving government aid yeah and i think you know, it's, I guess there's a lot of debate surrounding, you know, is an easy application process beneficial to the university or to the, you know, applicant, you know, themselves? Yeah. yeah, like, honestly, I feel like, on one hand, the applicants, you applied and you, 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 you're, and you applied, you know, you're not even sufficient, proficient at the language and you applied. Mm-hmm. So clearly, you just want to get that recognition. Oh, true. Yeah. Cool. And you clearly just want to be like, oh, like I just came from abroad, like I'm <laughs> overseas for an education. Like clearly that is part of your motivation if you're really going mm-hmm. to school that you don't even know how to speak their language. Um mm-hmm. but then I feel like universities should also have some responsibilities for that as well. I I personally would mm-hmm. argue like you can't just do that. Like that's that's that contradicts the whole point of education where you only care about the profit that are bringing to you so yeah yeah yeah. and yeah i think you make some really good points there and Mm. yeah i guess 
I, I think you described this, you know, larger phenomenon, especially for like, um, I, I guess like Chinese students, especially mm. like we can commonly see, as you mentioned, like the, um, the high grade xiang. So it's like <laughs> more like uh, this idea that, you know, you know, because of you know the perceived, um, I guess prestigiousness is that a word? Yeah. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. the perceived like status yeah. that. Foreign universities have a lot of the, a lot of students go to Western universities, even though they're not proficient in the language, or like they're not even interested in the subject they're taking. Mm. They they clear they purely want to, just to have a qualification on their uh, CV and resume. So, um, yeah, I guess you know that's one of the harms of not having a rigorous um, application process is yeah. that you. You actually have buy your degree. (laughs) Yeah, you can buy your degree, and you admit a lot of students who are not necessarily interested, or like who's even like would uh, perhaps they won't even finish the degree itself. They they just want to like you know to try and have fun, and yeah, Mm. I guess that does more harm than good. Yeah, Yeah. Mm. it's great to finish it off with depressing subject on education. Oh no, that's business. Yeah, I think that's it for our episode this time on our views on university application systems. And like, good luck to anyone out there who is applying to your school. Um, it's tough, and I think there's definitely going to be a lot of constraints. But like, just go for it because you are pursuing something to make yourself better, and that's something applaud. That that's a great thing, and you should be proud of yourself for that. Exactly, and yes. yeah, and you know. On the topic of university, we'll you know talk more about it next time when we discuss university life and you know our experiences in university. Even though we're just year two students, I feel that we have a lot of things to share and talk about. And mm. yeah, we're very excited to um, see you next time on our podcast. And also, thank you so much for you know bearing with us through this you know huge like discussion about you know. Uh, university application and how you know the different modes that we see all around the world um actually have an impact on the quality of the applicants and also like the uh i guess like the kind of people they uh churn out for the future so yeah uh thank you for listening to our podcast and we'll see you next time on the uncommon census